Welcome to this new nutrition business podcast. My name is Julian Melatin, and I'm going to be talking today about the launch of a probiotic cheese. A major cheese snacking brand has taken a bold and innovative step, which will either confound all skeptics and create an entirely new category in the supermarket, or it will repeat a mistake that tens of companies have already made before. A big beneficiary of the gradual rehabilitation of fat, cheese snacking has shown itself for the past four years to be one of the most reliable opportunities for business growth. In the US, for example, since 2016, sales of snack products, which are cheese, or cheese in combination with other things like meat, fruit, and nuts, sales of these sorts of products have, have absolutely soared. Brands like Kraft P3 and Sargento Balance Breaks and Wisps between them have clocked up maybe $700 million in sales from a standing start. Now, an iconic cheese brand is trying to take the idea of cheese as a healthy snack to the next level by throwing vitamins and probiotics into the mix. Chicago-based Bell Brands is part of Paris headquartered Fromagerie Bell, and it's best known for the Baby Bell brand with its signature mini cheese snacks wrapped in red wax. The brand in 2021 is launching a new line called Baby Bell Plus. Set to appear in US supermarkets, the snacks will come in two varieties. The first one is Baby Bell Plus Probiotic. So this contains billions of live and active cultures of the probiotic strain LGG, which has evidence to suggest immune health benefits. And some of you will be very familiar with LGG, which has a really good science base behind it. The other product in the line is called Baby Bell Plus Vitamins, providing a good source of vitamins A and B12. Like all Baby Bell products, Baby Bell Plus contains no artificial preservatives, colors, or flavors, and it will sell in six count packages at a suggested retail price of about $4.49, $4.50. Both variants are a good source of calcium and protein, which is a naturally healthy marketing message that people accept and associate with cheese. Now, back in January 2021, we profiled how Kellogg's Happy Inside breakfast cereal brand had been withdrawn following fairly modest sales. Long-time readers of New Nutrition Business will know that we've often emphasized how valuable it is when creating a new product to make sure that the benefit you're offering and the ingredient providing it together makes sense in the type of product you're selling. And that's sense in the mind of the consumer not the mind of the vice president of marketing. It also helps if there's some kind of backstory of traditional usage, because that acts as a reassurance for people. One of the reasons that things like kombucha have done well is because there's a backstory of traditional usage as a fermented drink in Asia. But what do you do if you haven't got that? Well, for most consumers, a probiotic benefit in breakfast cereal doesn't make sense. There's no backstory and no one expects to find bugs in cereal. Now, with cheese, on the other hand, probiotics are at least a logical fit. It's a cultured dairy product, after all. But it is a fit that has seemed logical to strategists for 20 years, but never to consumers. It's not a new idea that Bell's trying out. If anything, it runs the risk of being a back-to-the-future strategy from 2004. Many cheeses with probiotic benefits have been launched over the past 20 years. And as far as we can establish, almost every one of them has disappeared from the market. A few linger as super niche brands. 
Cheese is, after all, about taste, texture, pleasure, indulgence, and naturally functional benefits like protein and calcium. There's no strong backstory about probiotics to build on, nor is there a backstory about immunity. Immunity is not associated with cheese, and that will probably be a credibility problem for many people. One of the lessons of the past 20 years is how challenging it is to bring a totally new benefit to a category. Not impossible, but challenging. So Bell will need to be patient and invest heavily in raising consumer awareness in order to get this new benefit of immunity cheese to stick in people's minds. It's worth noting that when ingredients and benefits make headway in product types where they haven't previously appeared, that usually starts with small challenger brands, not the mass brands, but those unusual brands with a distinct identity who target health active, leading edge consumers, retailing in the independent chains in New York, in an area like Williamsburg, in the UK, in Hoxton, in London. And gradually demand grows among these, you know, cutting edge health forward consumers. And as demand grows, the products start to show up in more upscale grocery chains. And eventually they show up in mass market chains in the the healthy foods aisle, and then perhaps the concept gets to go mainstream from there. Probiotic cheese doesn't meet these criteria. In fact, it's already been tried in alternative channels and fails. Who in America now remembers the probiotic cheese company with its folksy artisanal identity? And trying to force probiotic cheese to go directly to mass, and forcing probiotic cheese to go directly to mass market just because sales of probiotic products are going up in other categories, will most likely fail. Kraft Foods already found this a few years back when it made a multi-million dollar launch of probiotic cheese. Even with its marketing, distribution, and branding muscle, the product disappeared within two years. Now, the probiotic to be used by the new line, which is LGG, has an advantage. It is one of the most researched in the world. Commercialized originally by Valio Dairy in Finland back in the 1990s, it is used in yogurts and supplements around the world and delivers a scientifically validated immune health effect. All good. And perhaps this will be enough to make Bell probiotic cheese a success. But given the disconnects with consumer psychology that the proposition presents, cheese for immunity, cheese with bugs, we're not so sure. Hopefully, the sales targets of Bell brands are modest. Perhaps it intends to create a brand with, say, $10 million in annual sales, and then gradually incubate it towards the mainstream over the next 10 years. We hope that's what they aim to do, because if they're aiming for bigger or faster growth, they're likely to be disappointed. As always, it's possible that this time is different, and this view will be proven wrong, but we don't think we will be. Now, the other product in the range is vitamin-fortified cheese. This is also a little bit tricky. It may appeal to mothers trying to get some goodness into their child's school, lunch, or after-activity snack. But again, in the West, vitamin-fortified cheese is another old idea with a long history of failure. Low sales targets and patient incubation will be needed. It's always interesting to see failed strategies from 20 years ago resurface in a new form. And there's always hope that this time, someone might, at last, have cracked the code for success. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you have an excellent day.